This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So a guy comes over to me recently, and he says to me, I'm dating a girl, and there are certain things that are bothering me, but I still think there's a lot of good mileage here, and I think I should, I should pursue this girl to become my wife. I want to just schmooze this out with you. I said, all right, let's sit down and talk. So I take out a pen, take out a paper, and I say, tell me about the girl. And I'm writing things down. And after like 20 minutes, I turn to him and I say to him, okay, I have a question for you. Because you got like 10 major, major red flags with the girl, with her parents, with the family, with her personality, with her emotions. There's like 10 major problems here. Tell me truthfully, why are you going out with this girl? So he's like, I'll tell you the truth. He says, I grew up in a house where we literally had no money. Nothing. This girl, her her family, her parents, are extremely wealthy. And I know that by entering into the Shidduch, I'm not going to have to worry about money. I won't have to worry about Parnasa. This will be taken care of. And truthfully, that's something that I see and I'm attracted to and I want to have that. So I told him all over Yisai that somebody once told me in business. It's not just a business idea, but it's really, it's a pasuk in the Torah. A person told me like this. He said, imagine you have an employee. You hire a person. A person's working for you. They're very smart. They're very diligent. They're given good work. But there's a problem. And it's a problem that really affects you and the business. I'll give you an example. person comes late. They always come late. They come 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. They roll in very late. At the end of the day, they're smart. They're on the ball. They get their work done. But it, it's, just, it's just not working for you. And you call the person and you say to them, listen, you're very nice. Can you try to come on time? And they try, it doesn't work. And after a while you realize this person is just, they don't come on time. It's just not working. So you sit the person down after a little bit and you say, listen, you're a wonderful person. I love you. You're great. It's just not going to work here. You got to come on time. You got to be here. You seem to not have this quality. It's fine. It's nothing personal. You got to go work somewhere else. All right. And person leaves. You hang up a sign looking for a new employee. People come over to you and they say, what are you looking for? So what are you looking for? So you sit down and you think to yourself, I'll tell you the most important thing to me. I didn't realize it, but I'll tell you the most important thing to me. most important thing to me is that the person comes on time. They have to be here on time. Every day you have to be here on time. So now you have a new employee. This person comes on time. They're supposed to be there at 9, they're there at 8.30. Every day they're the first ones in. She's there, she's working, she's working, she's working. After two weeks she says, here's my report. She gives you a report, you look at this, you say, What in the world is this? Everything makes no sense here. It's upside down. The person says to you, what do you mean? But I, I came on time. I was here every day. You say, that's beautiful, wonderful. But you're not competent. You don't know what you're doing. You don't have the skill for this job. So this person said to me, we do this all the time. We do this all the time in the sense that we try to fill a void that we didn't have with one person where another person has that. But then we don't get the whole picture in. We, we didn't look at the full sum total and realize that when you're interviewing somebody, it's not about the person who comes on time, and it's not about the person who's productive and smart and diligent. It's about all of that. 
It's about the whole picture. And if you don't recognize the whole picture, then you end up focusing on that one chasarin that this person didn't have, and then that person has his mila, and you're so excited until reality hits you, and it's like, wait, where did I go wrong? And there's a pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk says, when Yaakov and Yisav are struggling to come out, it says, "V'yadai oichezes ba'akev Esav." Yaakov grabbed on to the heel of Esav, and Rav Zalman Saratskin he says that that word or those words, those four words, that's us in life. Very often we grab onto the heel, the akev, the part that people trample on. It's a chesaron in that person, but that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on that. I gotta get that. My new employee better be on time because that person trampled on it. They didn't think it was important to be on time. That person better have it. We focus on this. That person, we're like that Russia, that evil person. She never came on time. That's my focus. But what happens is, is that after some time, you wake up and you're hit in the face like... That, that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to have a complete framework, a complete picture. Know what it is that you truly need in the job, in a spouse. And make sure that all the boxes are checked off. Because if you don't, you're going to get burnt. And that's the idea from somebody who's dating. But a lot of times, we carry that into marriage. How often do we have people that we talk to them, and they have these little hang-ups from things that they didn't have in their childhood. Their daughter better be the most popular girl in class. Why? Because I wasn't so popular and I want my daughter to have that. Or my son better have the newest clothes. Why is that important? Because I didn't grow up having the newest clothes. My ninth grader better be the Gadol Hadar one day. You better be sitting and learning till midnight. Why? Because I wasn't such a learner and I feel bad and I lost out on that. We have little things in our life. We push our four-year-olds to become, you know, the next Michael Jordan so that, like, this kid has to sit there and play basketball. Why? Because I wasn't so good at sports and I wanted to become better at sports and I, I couldn't. We, we channel our inner loss and we try to live through our children sometimes or through our husbands. We, we try to fill gaps in what we feel we didn't get when we were younger. And then we try to fill that up with something, with somebody in our lives at this, at this point. And, and sometimes it's the opposite. We're doing fine. But then we start to compare to outside people. We look and we go, oh wow, I'm fine. But look at that guy's car. Look at that guy's house. Look at all the things that that guy has. I once heard a Rav give a speech on Shalom and he said, tongue in cheek, he said, if you don't hear your neighbor screaming at his wife or his wife screaming at him, it's just because their windows are closed tighter than yours. Meaning to say, we should never scream at our wives. We should never scream at our children. Nobody should ever scream. We should all sit around and be wonderful and sing Kumbaya. And that's a perfect life and a perfect marriage, a perfect wife. Every, that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to get along. We're not supposed to yell and scream at anybody. But the idea is that sometimes we look at other people, at what they seemingly have. It looks so good. And it's like, the we're, we're hopping onto only one tiny piece of the puzzle. You don't know the whole story. You don't know what's really going on over there. You're so jealous of that girl. If only you knew what was really going on in her life. You're so jealous of this guy. I wish I, wish I had his life. Really? 
Do you know the challenges that person's going through? And we live in a world where we think to ourselves, we wish we were somebody else. And a lot of times we, we view things on Instagram or YouTube or, or, or people who they project a certain persona, but really deep down, they're not so happy. And maybe they are happy. Maybe they are happy. But that's not the life the Rabbanu Shalom wanted you to live. Everyone else's life is taken except for yours. And Hashem gave that to you. Because He wants you to live your life to its fullest potential. I think that this, this concept really manifests itself in various ways. This Pasuk of Yad Echezes Ba'akev Esav. I think that we have to internalize the idea that a person naturally is Yadai Echezes. A person naturally needs to stay busy. We're busy. We need to be stimulated. We cannot just sit around and stare at the four walls. Anyone who does that will be, will be in a state of depression. We, we have to stay stimulated. But what happens is, is that the Yitzhahara comes along and he's like, don't stay stimulated in a block Gemara. Don't stay stimulated in tefillah or chesed or the things that we're supposed to have a drive towards. He tells us, nah, forget those things. I have so much better things for you to stay busy with. Look at this Instagram account. It's so funny. Look at these little cute little things you could keep swiping and moving up and down and all these things. And Yitzhara tells us, don't look at that. Look at something else. And we're like, that sounds, that sounds good. I'll, I'll take that. And it's, the Yitzhara is like, the Yodei Chazas, cave. It's, it's the garbage. It's the stuff that people are trampling on. And we're like, ooh. And then who's that cave is that? That's Esav. That's, that's not the stuff you're supposed to be busy with. But then what happens is we scale that back and we realize like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that's not enough. We have to talk about it. We have to continue the conversation. What did you, how did you spend your day? So the last eight hours you spent on Instagram. You spent it on YouTube. You spent it on some other thing where you just wasted your day. So what do you do? You say to yourself, that wasn't enough of a wasted day. Your spouse comes home, hey, you want to see the funniest things? You rehash it all again. And it's like, Yadei Chaz is like, what's left in your hand? Nothingness. Akev Esav, it's garbage, it's nothing. You, you just spent your whole day doing nothing, and you feel empty, and then it's like, well, it has to be important if I spend time on it. So I have to show somebody else that this is important. And we fill our lives with things that are not necessarily the greatest things. And Yadei Chaz of reminds you, you got to be stimulated. You have to be busy. But I think the ultimate lesson of all of this is that when it comes to life, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to parenting, the ultimate successful person in all of these areas is going to be a person who finds fulfillment in their life. It's not going to be somebody who sits around and just steers at the four walls. The busiest person is the person you want to give a task that needs to get done. You're going to give it to them because they will get it done. Because the other Echazas, the hands are busy with important things, they will find where this needs to fit into the picture and how it needs to get done. And for the people who are living their lives by filling gaps or, or living through other people or recognizing that, hey, my day can be so much more productive if my hands weren't constantly busy with various things and gadgets and things that just spend waste 
waste our time. They just waste our time and take our focus away from our families, our children, the things that are really important to us. When you internalize that message, you start living your life just a notch higher, you won't come out at the end of the day feeling very empty. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.